0: What's up, Internet? Welcome back to episode something of The Video Game Pals, a show where four, but this time two, lifelong gamers get together to talk about video games, the news, and how it all makes us feel. Our regular hosts, Pete and Sean, are over covering FlameCon 2017 for our sister show, The Comics Pals. Their coverage is probably up as this episode goes live, but they're not here when we're recording it, so today it's just me, Andy Brown, pete's ever-present co-host and antagonist back from a two-week vacation where i don't know what pete said i was doing (laughs) but i was doing something and joining me as always is the garden variety doombringer with a heart of gold robert thompson how you doing thompson
1: i am good this is uh the sequel to the uh sidekick pals we had the one episode yeah today we're gonna be the star
0: wars pals it's great i'm excited okay so uh let's start it like pete always starts it what are you playing this week
1: uh i'll start i guess i've been playing Crossout. out i mentioned that a couple weeks ago and i'm still playing that Oh, i don't think
0: i heard about that one tell me and anyone who might have missed the past two episodes what Crossout is
1: i really like this game so it is the same group that made that war thunder game which is like tanks, oh yeah, yeah airplanes and shit if anyone hasn't played them same developer with um they're well known for making the grind of games pretty grindy but um expect a little bit of grind with this game it's it's basically tanks, vehicles, cars, anything you can think of, but Mad Max style. You piece together each bit. You have a power score. You know, you fight people around the same score as you. Um, you customize from the ground up what you want, so you get some really weird shit in this game, or you can make aesthetically pleasing things, and it's fun to just go around and blast the shit out of your friends. Cross that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, I I really dig it. You know, the matches uh, have a timer of three minutes only, so it can't last any longer than three minutes, right? I mean. True. The The battles are, like, in and out, dude. You get so many per hour, and you, even between matches, can move, like, one panel, like, one inch to the left, and, like, that changes how your armor is, you know? Like, if you want to design a thing a certain way, you can play test it pretty fast, you know? And you can, I've made designs, like, on top of the designs, and you just get, like, lost in the building of it. It's like, um, what was that, um nuts and bolts game not Ratchet oh. and clank though actually that's that's the, Ratchet and clank banjo- the banjo the yeah yeah, yeah it's like yeah. banjo kazooie how you have a flat zone and you just start with whatever and go for it that's basically what this game says that sounds really cool yeah yeah it's really fun and everyone does that too so obviously you get like you know weird shit you fight huh and yeah that's cross yeah that sounds really cool you playing anything else i'm still playing zelda and i'm still playing foxhole i mentioned a long time ago and Heroes of the Storm, so that's, like, a standard. Um, the only Ooh, other thing I Heroes started, Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I started recently was I picked up I Am Setsuna on the Switch, because it was, like, 33% off. And okay. I fucking love Chrono Trigger. I've mentioned that a lot before. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. things ever. This game is basically Chrono Trigger. The way it fights, um, story isn't the same, but the story is kind of, like, eh. You know, you're really there for, like, the fact that you like Chrono Trigger, you know? Yeah, if I, if I wasn't such a fan of it, I don't think the game is like... Hot takes on this game. I'm not done. Uh, I'm like, like a third in. I don't think the game's like that stellar. Um, it's not like too groundbreaking, but if you're a fan of Chrono Trigger, it's like a 9 out of 10. If you're not, it's probably like a 7, maybe like a 6.5 out of 10 for people. So, you know, there you go. That's I Am Setsuna, in a nutshell. Cool. But that's it, man. So what you playing?
0: Um, Honestly... I just moved to Washington, D.C. I'm starting law school for anybody out there who didn't know that. I know you knew that, Thompson. Yeah. So right now it's just been, you know, I moved. I've been settling in down here doing school orientation. It's just been the old standbys. I'm playing PUBG. I'm playing the League of Legends, the Game of Kings, the mm-hmm. King of Games. And I'm playing NBA 2K17 still. I've hit 50 hours and haven't finished my first season
1: oh, in shit. the career
0: mode. Like... I know you don't really have any interest in like sports games and stuff, Thompson.
1: No, no, I find them to be interesting cuz I don't I think the games are like more interesting than the real sport, to be honest with yeah.
0: you. Yeah. But uh NBA 2K17 honest to god has like a a real solid like basketball RPG built in there.
1: Okay. Like getting it into the basket you mean? Is like an RPG?
0: No, I mean like like the stats of your your team. It's like yeah, it's like the stats of not even your team, your player. Oh the one player oh, that's really cool yeah, you set up like the first thing you come in you make your my player and you can do um they have an app for the smartphone that you can face scan yourself
1: <laughs> no shit that's really cool
0: yep and once you do that you can like it'll build a character based off your face and so it like did a like reasonable version of me but as a six foot seven. Small Ford for the Utah Jazz. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm, like, getting really into basketball this year, and so it probably, like, holds more interest for me than you. But it's it's got, like, a decent little RPG where, like, you get experience points and you improve your stats and stuff.
1: Was, was this the one that was free on the PlayStation Network that one month for PS Plus? Uh, I think that was 2K16, but same principle. Okay, so I, I did play that for probably like 20 hours or so. Like, I, I got into it, you know? Oh, damn, yeah. And uh, I thought it was great. So, 17 just being better, you know, like, I, I don't care for like sports at all. Like, I cared for hockey once in my life for a bit, but that's about it. Um, I think the games are great, though. Like, they, the the, the one I played, at least, was like yeah. fucking incredible. I know, like, Sean was talking about this shit. Like, we actually talked about this last week a lot. Um, specifically about, like, the fact that 2k has like the the lock on the basketball games and like why and it was kind of even like devolving into like the main topic at one point so
0: yeah
1: uh yeah it's good to hear your input on that because we we really want andy for this and like now you're bringing it up (laughs) so it's it's you know if anyone watched the last episode you'll remember shout out to sean uh wherever you are at
0: flamecon 2017 is where you are sean (laughs) i hope all right
1: so yeah
0: that's what i've been playing um i didn't put it as a news item but prey has a free demo that launched this week on all platforms so i downloaded that on my excuse me pc and i'm looking forward to spending a little time with that and maybe checking out the whole game oh that's cool you should try that too yeah also did you know there's a game on steam called super blood hockey uh no i i was not aware (laughs) It is a super violent arcade hockey game. Oh, that's cool. That is being recommended to me because it's similar to Duck Game. Wow. Okay.
1: I'll have to give that a look, maybe.
0: Yeah. All right. So before we move on to the uh, the future stuff, or not the future stuff. Wow.
1: <laughs> the future stuff.
0: The future stuff. Before we move on to the rest of the show, just want to let you know where you can you know check out more of the Comics Pals. You can hit us up on iTunes where we're currently a five-star rated podcast, and... As I've always said, that's not good enough for me. I want to be (laughs) the first ever six-star rated podcast on iTunes. Um, We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud. We're on whatever platform you want to hit us up on. Um, You can email us at uh, thevideogamepals at gmail.com. And you can check out our sister show, The Comics Pals. Again, they're doing FlameCon 2017. They're doing great stuff. They're on all the same platforms as us. And if you're watching us on YouTube... We'd really appreciate it if you could give us a like or a subscribe. And as always, the best thing you can do if you like the show, if you want to see us make more of it, is share it with your friends. And now, it's time for the random question of the week! And you kind of sounded like Pete when you did it. Yeah. I was going for like an old wizardy Pete. (laughs)
1: Yeah. To tie in
0: to my random question this week is, uh, we're going to do the good old standby, the buy or sell. So Thompson, I'm going to give you two genres and you have to buy or sell.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
0: Fantasy games or sci-fi games?
1: Oh! Oh, man. So, that sucks. That's like... uh, It's like my two favorite genres.
0: I know. (laughs) know. And it's like... I don't know what Sean's answer would be, but I know Pete would say fantasy and it wouldn't be super hard for him.
1: Right. I I think maybe Sean... I wanted to
0: put you in this spot.
1: I, I... I'm going to go out on a limb and say Sean will probably say sci-fi only because KOTOR 2 is like his favorite game ever. And that's just uh, Sucks sci-fi. that he's
0: not here this week, then. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, shit. So, like, I'm, I'm going to have to say sci-fi uh, while I still think that because if I think too much about this, we'll never get anywhere. Um, <laughs> basically, the thing I like more, I guess, over fantasy um is because in sci-fi you have things like in mass effect having the biotics while it's just a a technical application of something that like a brain implant causing something that basically looks like magic um, which could be in a fantasy setting so you can always draw parallels to something of a fantasy setting in a sci-fi setting and you can even find say other planets that are pre-tech stuff in sci-fi settings so as like a slightly cop-out ish answer sci-fi contains more fantasy elements than fantasy contains sci-fi elements so i'm gonna go with sci-fi
0: i think that's not even a cop-out that's super fair um that is a big part of the reason i'm also gonna buy on sci-fi games is because sci-fi to me really is like that space fantasy kind of star wars thing
1: oh yeah that's i mean that's like i always see it that way and i'm sure people don't it's like
0: i Tons of people love hard sci-fi, and that's great. You know, you want quasi-realistic, near-future questions of morality and robots and everything. That's great, but like, fuck it. I love space wizards.
1: Yeah, I love the idea of that. In fact, like we uh, <laughs> we have an entire like um, album that, like you know, I- I've been passing around my friends for a while now. Glory Hammer, um, the same dudes, uh, same singer at least of Aelstorm with like I think like another maybe the guitarist came over for that too and um the second album is just space wizards of chaos trying to destroy an intergalactic uh empire which used to be a fantasy kingdom and uh it's basically everything we're talking about so I highly recommend it if anyone hasn't listened to it yet you should go listen to that shit. Um, What's it called again? I might have to check it out. Glory Hammer. I- I've gotten a few of our friends into it already, man. You know, the first. So, like, here's the nuance to it. The first CD is just a fantasy setting, and it's all like questing and like, you know, I gotta get revenge on the wizard and all that shit. And it's very cliche on purpose. It's supposed to be very tropey. The second CD, they were making it, they're like, all right, so what should we do for our second CD? What if we took the exact same story that we just said, but set it a thousand years in the future, and now it's all sci fi. So that's like the gimmick to it. Um, you don't need to listen to the first CD to understand the second one, but it's it's fun to do both.
0: Okay, so I have another buy or sell It's okay.
1: very similar to this one All that right. I just
0: gave you. But because later in the episode, we're going to be the War Games pals for a hot second. Okay. Age of Sigmar or 40k? Oh, 40k. There's
1: not a chance. I'm, I'm okay. like not even... I've never, like, so, full disclosure, I have not played Age of Sigmar, but I have also not played tabletop Warhammer Fantasy. So, I'm only, like, a judge on the fact that I've played 40k, but just from what I know of the rules of Age of Sigmar, fuck that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the rules of Age of Sigmar are dumb. It was less Age of Sigmar, I just know that's the settings name. Yeah. (laughs) I know you have, like, takes on both sides of Warhammer.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, so, I think Thompson and I are both buying on sci-fi over fantasy Uh, We're going to go guessing Sean goes sci-fi, no Pete goes fantasy, because Pete and I have had this conversation a hundred thousand times. Pete
1: is definitely the fantasy guy here.
0: We're going to move on to the news, the news, we talking about the news, the news, the news, we talking about the news. All right, so first things first, uh, talking about sci-fi, Mass Effect Andromeda, we got an update from BioWare this week. In a blog post, they announced that they won't be supporting Andromeda's single-player story anymore after the newest patch, 1.10. And they said, quote, The game was designed to further expand on the Pathfinder's journey through this new galaxy with story-based Apex multiplayer missions. And we will continue to tell the story of the Andromeda galaxy through our upcoming comics and novels, including the fate of the Quarian Arc. Hmm. So, little disappointing there, at least to me, to see what was, you know one of the, the flagship single-player franchises come and, like, sort of flame out like this.
1: Yeah, we we talked, to uh, I think it was last episode, we did bring something up about Andromeda and talking about how it was just in a weird place, uh, or maybe that was two weeks ago, but recently this was another kind of topic, and, like, it kind of confirmed all of our suspicions with the fact that they're not going to continue the single-player support, which, like, you know, is Mass Effect, really, yeah. at its core, I don't really care. I mean, like, I don't know about anyone else, but I don't think continuing the story through the comics and novels, which, if I remember correctly, people didn't really care about in the first place, um, I don't think that's the best way to finish the story, you know? I mean, it could make, like, anything, you know? This game could have been anything, and, like, it really sucks that it, like, went out this way.
0: Yeah. Um, I-, I hope it's not the end for the series, um, because, like, by all accounts andromeda is not a great game but it's an okay one
1: yeah it's it's there. like we've talked about that too there's really no room for an okay game in 2017 you know yeah it's it's the year of the switch and like personas and just fucking everything is really good and you don't really like want to play when you can pick like i told p he was like oh you could play andromeda and i was like right but i could also start horizon so it's like yeah it's i'm like... gonna start horizon you know? When my
0: options are Andromeda or Persona 5 or Breath of the Wild or Horizon Zero Dawn, it's like, yeah, oh, sorry Andromeda,
1: yeah, and Be-
0: being an okay game doesn't work out.
1: Yeah, I think it was, maybe it was two episodes ago uh, that they had like a free, the first 10 hours of the game was free. Um, yeah. and, I, and I said like, oh, it's, it's basically like, I, that's desperate, you know, they wouldn't do that. And the guy was like, no, no, it's fine. Like the CEO was like, it's fine, don't worry about it, you know. Yeah. it's like please that's not fine you don't release yeah, the first no. 10 hours of a single player game if it's not fine
0: but i mean at the end of the day they put you know their bioware c team on it
1: yeah that's true like
0: yeah bioware montreal right yeah i think so yeah because there's there's the main bioware group and they're working on anthem right and then the one in texas is basically the old republic studio
1: oh yeah right i know what you mean it's like an entire, yeah, they have an entire uh, place just for that. Yeah, it's unfortunate.
0: So, uh, moving on from an okay game to what is by all accounts a great game, parentheses, suck it, Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Sonic Mania is the highest rated Sonic game in 15 years. Wow. Uh, it's got a Metacritic score of 86 from critics with a 92 from users. Ooh. 9.2? Um, 9.2 user score, Oh, yeah. wow, yeah. Um... My personal favorite video game critic, Video Game Donkey, uh, check him out over on YouTube if you're not familiar. gave it a five out of five and called it, "quote, a masterpiece."
1: Which, yeah, if you know anything about Donkey, five out of five is like really hard to get. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, and I, a lot of critics I've seen say this game comes out strong and reminds everyone why Sonic mattered. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because we get the guy from IGN quoted Sonic was never yeah. good. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: like Thompson
0: and IGN guy who are you know <laughs> Sonic was never good. No fuck you. The first three and a half Sonic games are great.
1: Yeah, I've come to that conclusion like in talks with Pete that like yeah the first three games are good. They're good, but they're but my argument now I've I've shifted positions a little bit because I'm a horrible flip flopper. Um, it, it's not that they're they aren't good. It's just that like I don't think that that kind of game holds the same like oomph that it did back then. You know. Yeah, Uh, I think the first three games are actually pretty good. And this one, from what I've seen, I guess it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, um, it's apparently great. There's remixes of the old levels, there's all new levels, there's new cool mechanics. Um, There's apparently the best boss fight in the Sonic series.
1: Oh wow, that's cool.
0: Yeah, um, one of the new cool mechanics I saw is... At one point, you hit a switch, and all of the water on the level turns to, like, gel that you can run across.
1: Oh, that's really cool, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just, like, I'm excited to see Sonic being good again. I love those old Sonic games.
1: I, You know, I might have to play this. Um, I'm pretty sure Pete is going to force me to play it regardless, so we'll see. It's
0: like 20 bucks, right? Yeah. It's on the Switch. Go get it. Okay, so this is the most exciting out-of-nowhere news I've seen all week. An ad in an upcoming issue of a German gaming magazine leaked THQ Nordic's new game called Biomutant. <laughs> Alright. The tagline for it is the post-apocalyptic kung fu <laughs> RPG.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. That's the cool. Image,
0: the image on the ad is like a cat or a like a small animal of some time.
1: Yeah, I'm, t- I'm looking at it right now. Yeah holy shit dude with a fucking buster
0: sword and fallout armor
1: oh my god yeah this this is ridiculous like what in the hell who asked for this but i'm so happy that someone did me or i
0: me andy brown it's the game i've always wanted yeah wow i i love those fucking like weird you know animals are people settings like red wall like watership down mouse guard if you've ever read the mouse guard comics oh god yeah i love mouse guard yeah, oh, we should play Mouse Guard the RPG. We could be the Mouse Guard pals. Oh
1: my god, that'd be great. I would totally do that, dude. I've I've always wanted to play that game. Uh, I've never had a chance.
0: Me too. I love the comics. I yeah. Um
1: but that's yeah.
0: really all we have to say about BioMutant right now, except like post-apocalyptic kung fu RPG starring a cat with a Buster sword.
1: So yeah, at the the ad, right, in German, I open world ar- ar- action RPG is just an an open world yeah. action RPG. So that's that's awesome, man. Yeah, It's fucking great D, post-apocalyptic kung fu fable (laughs) Yes, Odern Oh my god, I remember German (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember all these words It's great So, uh, segueing
0: a little bit Because I'm running the show this week And I get to talk about board games when I'm hosting the show Right Uh, This weekend was Gen Con The biggest board games convention in the world Hosted in Indianapolis every year (laughs) And Fantasy Flight Games Announced Star Wars Legion which to, you know, I'm going to take you on a little walk down tabletop Star Wars game lane. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games publishes all the Star Wars games worth mentioning. Technically, Hasbro has the license too, but um, Fantasy Flight publishes X Wing, which is the second best, uh, second most profitable tabletop game in the world behind Magic the Gathering.
1: Hmm. Wow. It, yeah, it publishes. I <laughs> wow, got like. Fast, man. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, no,
0: X-Wing, like, exploded in the past two years. Like, good for X-Wing. I'm excited about Yeah, oh. wow. Um, They publish everything from board games, like uh, Rebellion, which is a really cool, like, two-player strategy overview of the whole, like, original trilogy. Uh, They publish Armada, which is X-Wing at a bigger scale. They publish a bunch of shit. But up until recently, they also made Warhammer board games for Games Workshop. So, like, they had the 40K board games, like Forbidden Stars was a 40K game. They made the Warhammer card game.
1: Oh, yeah, I had that.
0: Earlier this year, Games Workshop pulled their license kind of out of nowhere. And that license precluded them from making other, like, miniature war games, a la 40K or Warhammer, because they didn't want any competition because they're Games Workshop. And since that's pulled, they're making Star Wars Legion, a Star Wars miniature game, in the like Warhammer 40k vein. The starter set's going to cost $90, and it's going to come with 33 minis that are unpainted and unassembled. So you're going to have to cut plastic off sprues and snap it in place and
1: paint it and put them on bases and make terrain. (laughs) So yeah, as you've been talking about this, I I was deciding to look through the, uh, the link, and these minis look fucking awesome. You get Stormtroopers and Rebel Scum, and you get fucking speeder bikes. Yeah, you get speeder bikes. I mean, these things look great. And it really does look like 40k. I mean, the, the bases, I think, are exactly the same. Yeah, Those uh, circle bases that they use. And it's got cards attached to it for some reason. I'm not like too sure what's that about, but okay.
0: The the cards are like the mechanics of the game, I think.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. it order is. order things and yeah. But the starter set looks basically like what if instead of Ewoks vader uh, was, and luke were on yeah endor.
1: yeah yeah wow yeah because it's on like endor looking shit yep <laughs> um uh, i noticed um, in the the last picture too like there's that rebel like not atst but basically a rebel atst in the background at the like bottom picture in the background so that's pretty cool you might come with one of those for the rebels yeah that'd be cool yeah this looks really uh, neat man it looks really cool
0: um i'm big on you know, the Star Wars property. I'm big on tabletop games. And I've too. always kind of wanted to be into Warhammer, if I can be completely honest. Yeah. But like the prohibitive entry point.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. is like, wow. well, I mean, I haven't paid for a Warhammer model in like five years because when I got what I got, I was like, you know, young and foolish. And then I was like, oh, okay, never again. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. And to keep going down the Star Wars path, um,
0: EA put out this week a new trailer for Battlefront 2 showcasing their Starfighter Assault mode. Uh, Similar to the Starfighter Assault mode that existed in the first Star Wars Battlefront, but a little more fleshed out. They have um, team dogfights, everybody's in a spaceship, but this time you get the ability to become like the iconic ships of Star Wars, similar to the heroes uh, that you earn in the regular gameplay of Battlefront. So, in the trailer, we see the Millennium Falcon and uh, Slave 1, Boba Fett's ship. And then, we see Darth Maul and Yoda duking it out on Kamino. <laughs> which, like, looks cool, I think.
1: It looks cool. It was a little weird seeing Yoda flying you the know, ship. flying a spaceship the on Kamino. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. A planet that only Obi-Wan goes to.
1: Right. It was a little strange, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um...
1: The game looks beautiful. So yeah, the trailer that just uh, that I just watched for this, um, I halfway through I'm like, Andy's this uh, this is the real shit. I mean, it says in game engine and all that, but it looks it looks fucking incredible. It's it's like it's really crisp, you know. Yeah, Frostbite's
0: um, a really good engine.
1: It is, yeah, and I think they they definitely improved on everything from the first one you know they didn't just like stock pull the models over and like that's that you know they they definitely worked on everything like the lighting and stuff to the shadows look beautiful uh the water effects on kamino looked just gorgeous you know oh yeah and water is one of the hardest things to do so having a water planet look beautiful like it is, is good man you know i really recommend looking at this trailer i had zero hype for this game until i saw it so it's a game changer yeah thompson just went from six to twelve I went from like one to eight with this, because <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a game, and I'm not gonna buy it. And now I'm just like, wow, that's on the radar. Just fuck, you know. There's so many things on the radar. But wait, Thompson, have you not
0: seen like the the trailers and stuff they're doing for the single player mode?
1: I have, and I, I guess I guess for this one, maybe they showed off like the starfighters and stuff. Like one of the biggest things to me was um was having this mode, you know, having like all the yeah. the, the ships and all that. So. I you know I could get the ground experience you know and that's that but I was really into this and this is really what I wanted from the first Battlefront even. Oh
0: yeah, I um, I'm at a a tentative optimism for it right now. This trailer looks awesome. Yeah, but if we get the classic Battlefront like levels where you transition from like you're running around with a gun on one of the capital ships to you jump yeah. in the X-wing and you fly out and you're shooting the other people's capital ships that's where i'm at
1: yeah i don't want it to be like i'm on the camino platforms fighting and then i got to you know jump in to the ships there i want to you know like the ships the the trailer shows a star destroyer like crashing into camino so we can assume i'm hoping that you're like on the ships doing that because that was fun you know that was a lot of fun like landing on enemy ships is always fun so oh yeah having the the capital ships there would be great you know absolutely um
0: Yeah, but more to come on uh, Battlefront 2. If you want to check out that trailer, we're going to stick it in the description with the YouTube link. So uh, the last two items on our news was Star Wars related, which is going to be our segue into our meat and potatoes is Star Wars for like there's eight movies now. uh, Seven numbered episodes plus Rogue One. There are so many more Star Wars video games than movies. Um, It's true. Some of them are great, some of them are terrible, and some are in between. And we want to like try and hash out today what makes a good Star Wars game. So I'm gonna kick it over to you, Thompson. Um, what do you think? What are your favorite Star Wars games? We'll start with
1: okay. Easily enough, uh, Knights of the Republic. Uh, one of my, f- one of like the reason I think I love Star Wars as much as I do. Uh, I was already into it at that point. But I went out when I was a kid, and I bought an Xbox just to play, uh, Kodor. So it, it, that's like says a lot about a game if it buys a system for you. You know, the game yeah, bought the for system sure, for, for sure. me. So that game, um, it was new. You know, like it, it's never been talked about in that way. That like that game br- broke a lot of ground where it like decided like Sith and Jedi stuff a lot more. You know, it fleshed out a lot of the world and stuff. And I think that is definitely part of why I like it and what makes a good game too obviously has to have some kind of draw for it for like the lore that you like about it but they made their own and it worked and that leads into my next answer too um, The Old Republic you know coincidentally yeah they're both The Old Republic time frame but I feel like that franchise as a whole has always just like went ahead and made its own lore you know ahead of the movies like obviously it's 10,000 something years ago so it like that's kind just of like BioWare's got such wants. a
0: weird take uh, on it too where it's like ten. 10- thousand yeah, years in the yeah. past and is is different right. but also not at all different
1: yeah it's very interesting there's still a sith but an yeah. empire but it's a sith empire you know and there's still like the republic and but it's the old republic so you know um obviously you know like that is a weird kind of segue from the rest of the movies that they've set up but i think that it's, it works, and what, that makes it good, because it, it just it's confident in itself, you know? It doesn't have to be a movie to make you remember Star Wars, and it doesn't have to be something that you've already seen to feel like Star Wars. Um, case in point, going back even further to games like Kodor era, but Jedi Knight 2, I don't know if you've ever played that one. Okay, so Jedi Knight 2 was going to be my oh, yeah. answer. Like, I love
0: love kOTOR but jedi knight 2 jedi outcast is like number one favorite yeah that's
1: like that's my solid like number two i think um i i've loved that game since the day it came out i used to play like competitively multiplayer on that when i was a kid i was like so into that fucking game dude um Oh my god,
0: that game like still has a really good multiplayer community. Jump on, put in like movie duels too, and then like get into a lightsaber duel server. Yeah,
1: dude, it's it's fucking great, and, it's you know, awesome. and like I I've, I love it. I really I picked it up like um like a month ago, and I started playing it with uh with Ozzy, you know, friend of the show Ozzy Um uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, we we were fucking having a blast. That game still holds up. It's great. I mean, and the thing about that game is is to put you in control, right, of being the Jedi. And just all the agency of it, you know. If you want to, um, if you want to swing your saber or whatever, sure, but like you also have the ability to block bolts and you can do powers and all that. And if you want to be a jumpy dude who's who just throws sabers, you can do that too. So it let you feel like the powers you had were really tailored to what you wanted to do. And that's like the old Republic also has that because it's an RPG. So weird that there's an action game and an RPG that have like the same crossover feel that I love about the games. I think that maybe is what. It, makes a good game for Star Wars. I don't know. Like, I know you have to have some kind of, like, lore draw. You know, some reason that you care about the universe. Because it's Star Wars. Otherwise, you're just, like, any other thing could be sci-fi. But those two games play, like, entirely differently and have the same um, kind of, like, you put your imprint on it kind of feel. You know, like, it lets you have really Mm -hmm. good player agency. So Star Wars is so... (laughs) it's such a close-knit thing you know like Luke has done this and Yoda has done this and the bad guys have done this and yet these games can get away with pulling those characters into scenarios where they never were creating new stories and putting you as the player in there and that seems to always make like a stellar game it's I think the
0: thing and like the thing that stands out to me about uh Knights of the Old Republic and Jedi Knight in particular um compared to all the other Star Wars games like the Battlefront games the classic ones Excellent. Oh, yeah, yeah, the old school, like, the PS2 ones. Yeah, those are those are different um, from what I'm about to say. But I'm looking at, like, all the Star Wars games I own on Steam. And I'm looking at my toolbox full of plastic Star Wars spaceships. Right. <laughs> Shout out to the X-Wing Miniatures game. It's a hell of a lot of fun. If you're, like, at all interested in uh, tabletop gaming, you should check it out. It's got a thriving scene, and it's great. Uh, you can get into it for 30 bucks. But looking at the games, uh, Jedi Academy is the is the one I have installed right now because I play through a Jedi Knight game at a time. And then I just loop. But I think it's the characters, really, that determines a good or a bad Star Wars game in terms of, like, a single-player thing. Because, like, the Jedi Knight games are great and in the old extended universe that I guess is called Star Wars Legends now oh, since yeah, Disney's yeah. new canon. I
1: forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Um, Kyle Katarn... The like main character of all the Jedi Knight games is my all time favorite Star Wars oh, character. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. His whole story is like he started as kind of a Han proxy in Dark Forces. Yeah, he yeah. Was, yeah. Like, uh, I
1: have the whole uh, like series. I played from like ground up. I think you're like the only other person that I know has played. <laughs> I I played these games like as they yeah, came me too. Out actually, to, like yeah. So like I I've always like had like a huge love for that guy. That's why I'm like kind of surprised. Oh yeah. Know? He started as like
0: kind of a Han proxy. Um. Former Imperial pilot who dropped out of the academy after realizing the Empire's evil, started working as a smuggler, um, stole the Death Star plans, and was the original Rogue One.
1: Yeah, and it was interesting seeing Rogue One, and I kept thinking that I would see Kyle Katarin somewhere. In that can
0: we can we talk for a second about how fucking Jin Urso and Cassian Andor <sighs> were just Kyle Katarin and Jin Yeah, Jyn Erso. I mean the names
1: are really like specifically Jan.
0: Or not Jin Erso, Jan Ors. Her her name in
1: particular. Yeah, the Jin Jan
0: thing. um, I shot a video when that first Rogue One trailer came out for uh, Slack and Slash RIP about the similarities. But, like, it was crazy. Um, I would have loved to see, you know, those guys make it to the screen. But, like, spoiler alert for Rogue (laughs) One. They all die at the end.
1: Which, you know... Doesn't fit for those characters because there's a lot more of them to tell. So,
0: but Kyle starts out as kind of a Han proxy. He steals the Death Star plans, and then in Jedi Knight is like living a scoundrel life, and then gets sucked into some drama with his dad, and teaches himself the Force, and is one of like Luke's Jedi Council when Luke rebuilds the Jedi Council.
1: He's really important to the story too.
0: Yeah, and my favorite thing about Kyle Katarn is. He's the only one in like the extended Star Wars canon of powerful Jedi who never goes dark. Yeah, he stays light the whole time. <laughs> like like even Luke goes to the dark side. Kyle, on the other hand, for like decades at a time will be like, Well, I felt a little tempted by the dark side, so I'm not a Jedi anymore. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just he like, just
1: stops he just I'm stops out. using any of the force. He's like, the dark side's tempting me. Yeah. Guess I'm a dude now. And just doesn't do Jedi yep. things. Because temptation.
0: And then like and then Luke comes in and is like, the universe needs saving. I need someone. And Kyle's like, God damn it. It's it's so ridiculous, but I love Kyle Katarn as a character. I mean, <laughs> I love like spoilers for a decade old game. I love Revan and Bastila. <laughs> yeah. And HK47 and like, not Karth Onassi. No, I hate Karth. I think Karth sucks, but that's yeah. just me. Karth is like, even Karth, though, is he's, he's the perfect model for, like, the annoying, lawful, good companion in a BioWare game.
1: Yeah, but, like...
0: It's like, he's Caden Olenko or Ashley Williams, but sucks a little bit less. <laughs> uh,
1: but even still, nobody's, like, the paragon of the light side that Kyle Katarn is. Because, like, you know, even Karth could be kind of, a you know tempted a little you know you, you can influence your party members and stuff but like fucking kyle yeah. is literally the paragon of the perfect jedi guy you know he's just he's he's infallible because he just stops being the, using the force when he gets tempted i mean there there's no other way to like really stop temptation than to just stop what you're doing it's ridiculous oh, yeah. the fact that he does do that and then comes back for more every time and he fucking like taught himself the force like you said that's huge Absolutely yeah. huge. He taught himself the Force and, like, found his dad's lights. It's, it's huge. It's a great story, too. And all those games are great. But I it's... highly recommend, in particular, uh, Jedi Knight number two. Jedi Outcast. Yes. Jedi Outcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like,
0: probably in my top ten games. It's definitely my favorite Star Wars game.
1: That's my number two, uh, just for Kodor, because I like the RPG stuff more. But same, oh, yeah. same vein to me, you know. You really have, like, customization and shit. Nothing against Khodor love that game. And I know Sean would say that Kodor 2 is his favorite, and, like, I know for him, uh, uh, Kraya is, like, we were talking about this last week, at least, and I I watched this, like, like half-hour-long video that Sean sent me about Kraya's philosophy and why she did what she did and blah, 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 and, like, I gotta say, man, uh, understanding her and her motives for, like, you know, I, I guess... Spoiler for another decade-old game, but she's trying to, like, destroy the Force as, like, a neutral party, basically. She, she's, like, the equivalent of, like, a Sith and a Jedi, you know, she she was everything. And then she just was like, wait, no, the Force itself is bad. So then tries to stop it. It's very strange, but basically I have to say now that understanding her motives makes that game feel a lot better. So I might have to go back and play that game. It's my understanding too that like I haven't played it with this mod. Oh, the, but the uh, extended restored yeah. content mod
0: makes it a uh,
1: very Yeah, like there's there's hours and hours of stuff, like quests that were just taken out and like dialogue that wasn't there, you know, for whatever reason. The story of obsidian. Yeah. <laughs> sadly. But, you know, hey, if you can find that and uh you can call the A Team and add that shit into your Code OR2 experience.
0: Yeah. But, like, I think on the same, like, tangent, um, the characters is why the characters are why the Force Unleashed doesn't quite work. Um,
1: what's the main guy's name? That the Star and- Starkiller? Yeah. Starkiller? Starkiller. Starkiller yeah. is just, like, weird as a character because you start up as Darth Vader's apprentice and then immediately the story kind of just takes a 180 and it's like, well, no, actually, you're... Kind of a good guy now, but you're still a bad guy and fucking what? I don't know.
0: Star Killer starts the rebellion. Yeah, that
1: doesn't make sense. And the other thing too that the thing that Force Unleashed like that sold obviously because even the title, The Force Unleashed, right? It's like what if we took the Force to the nth degree and you know you take down a fucking Star Destroyer with the Force and all that. But while that's really cool, I don't know if that works for Star Wars because the Star like the Force is even at its height still mysterious and still like you know um pulling the x-wing out of the swamp from yoda is like big you know for a reason and it's like it's fucking yoda doing that shit and you don't see luke doing that like luke barely pulls his lightsaber you know even darth vader in the original movies doesn't you know like yeah everything seeing him in the end of rogue one by the way um that is probably you know the most he can do in a fight you know and so seeing like star killer pull a star destroyer down and pulling that shit up like, the the level, the power level of what they're doing, I think it just offsets the franchise itself, you know? Like, that's not Star Wars. That can't be. And that's probably why that game doesn't really work, I don't think. Even, like, the the strongest character you can make in Jedi Outcast, right? You have a lightning at level 3. You can only do it for, like, 10 seconds straight before you're, like, completely out of juice, you know? And I think that's, like, I don't know, I think the Force Unleashed doesn't quite fit with what Star
0: Wars is. Right, yeah.
1: And even still, like, the characters, like you said... Star killer is like very one-dimensional almost, you know. He's got like yeah. like to me the one dimension is like I'm I'm a character and I'm really strong. Let's go. <laughs> there's there's like no reason to care about him or anyone in that game really. Except for the one guy in the beginning when you save that weird jedi guy who like doesn't want to train you but then trains you or something. Yeah. The the game doesn't feel confident in itself, I don't think.
0: No. I I don't think so either. Uh, um but like i don't know there's some bad star wars games that are just like shitty tie-in games um
1: oh oh do you remember not saying it's a shitty tie-in game but do you remember the uh i i don't remember what console came out on but the pod racer game um when Episode episode one racing love it yeah when it was popular and like that game was like really popular and stuff you ever play uh you ever find an arcade cabinet of that game no i've never seen it in the arcades Oh, there
0: exists a pod racing arcade cabinet, and that game's a lot of fun.
1: So, I never, like, got into it when I was a kid, but, like, I've had this weird obsession with it, looking back and watching Let's Plays and being like, man, this game looks really fun. Why did I not enjoy this when I was younger? Like, I just didn't get into it, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, um, Did you ever play, like, Rogue Squadron?
1: I fucking got a GameCube because of Rogue Squadron. <laughs> Love Rogue Squadron. And then later uh, found found out that I was gonna get things like Smash and Resident Evil Zero and Metroid, so But like Rogue Squadron. But like yeah, I mean seriously, I think till like the last time I played um my GameCube, I, I loaded up Rogue Squadron. Like it's it's still a great game, man. It's amazing. It's so much fun. There's so much to do in it. It gives you such varied missions and like you just get all the the first three well is third Three movies or the first movie? Oh, first movie, yeah. Actually, yeah. you know, there's the Hoth fight in there, right? Yeah. Yippee! Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it is the first on three, the, uh, yeah. On the N64. I Remember yeah. that shit? Yeah, goddamn. Um, but, dude, I-, I love that game. I-, I loved Rogue Squadron. I mean, it was just so much fun. And just, like, the replayability of it is incredible. Which is probably something else I didn't think about until right now. Um, Replayability makes a good Star Wars game. I think you should never get, like, the full answer out of something oh, yeah. you know like you should you should always kind of want more from a star wars game and the force unleashed definitely had an end point it didn't make you feel like there was any overarching story you missed um even jedi out- uh outcast man i played that game you know a ton of times but i still learned something new i feel like every time there's always a little nuance you missed or like the dialogue being just hinting something else you know and the old republic obviously being an mmo there's always more to go back to so that's kind of self-evident but i really don't like have much else to say i don't think um i hope
0: battlefront 2 is good
1: yeah i think this i'm it looks really cool i think i'm sold on it for now it's at least on my radar hope that shit's good and that's that's my thoughts on yeah, what makes a um, good star wars game i would
0: love to see
1: uh someone like maybe
0: arcane do uh a jedi knight reboot oh
1: oh they made uh dishonored right
0: yep they made dishonored they made prey oh
1: okay speaking of prey yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool, man. I could see a first-person, um, like not necessarily Jedi or Sith, but like Force-infused character uh, being really fun to play. You know, they would, they would, uh, they have a lot of like, you know, in Dishonored, obviously they built from the ground up. So the second one, from what yeah. I've seen, you know, just as good as the first one, if not better. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I feel like they're. It's better. Yeah, I feel like they're just. I mean, they would obviously improve on it. I feel like they're. uh they're up and coming enough that like they deserve something like a shot at like a Star Wars game, man. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, I would. I would be super into that. But EA's got that license on lock for the time being, right? <laughs> um, what else would be a fun like spitballing a Star Wars game? You remember the thirteen thirteen game that was supposed to happen but then got canceled when Disney bought the license?
1: Uh, no. Ooh.
0: It was like Star Wars Uncharted. Hold on. No, I, I never heard of that. Yeah, um, it was a like a third person shooter set on level thirteen, thirteen of uh, Coruscant. It's like you're gonna <laughs> be super involved in like the the underworld stuff and the scum and villainy wow, side. Wow, that
1: sounds really cool. Yeah,
0: and then Lucas got involved
1: in like, like no, it's not happening. Uh, no, he made it a Boba Fett game. Oh my god, then... I know about the Boba Fett game. Yeah, yeah, I know all about that. So that's this game it was originally gonna be like you're dealing with the scum and villainy of Coruscant? Yep. That sounds so much better than the Boba Fett game.
0: <laughs> it really I works.
1: mean, just because, like, I think Boba Fett is cool. Let's get that out of the way. I think he's a little overrated. I think, uh, was it five lines of dialogue across three movies? Yes. <laughs> um, uh... I mean, that doesn't really, to me, make a character... Uh, Boba Fett yeah.
0: gets the credit for being cool because he sasses Darth Vader that one that time. That
1: one time. Yeah, and he also hunts and get, and actually catches Han, which it's pretty big because no one else got him at that point. Yeah. But, I mean, really, it was a matter of time. Somebody was going to get him, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think there's, like, honest to God, no reason to put Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi. Oh, but yeah. that's another story <laughs> for another day. That's a hard, uh, <laughs> it's a hard left. <laughs> yeah. I think if we go any further down this rabbit hole, we'll be there for three hours. Oh, yeah, you're right. So I think that's going to be it for us today on the Video Game Pals. Uh, if you enjoyed it, again, share it with a friend, like us on Facebook. If you want to got any feedback for us, email us at thevideogamepals@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to shoot a random question of the week, that'd be cool, too. If you want to tell Pete how much better the
1: show is without him, <laughs> Yeah, please do that that'd be funny i would love to see pete go uh, insane hearing this
0: <laughs> yeah uh but if you have star wars opinions let us know what your favorite star wars game is if it's you know jedi knight if it's forced Unleashed, unleash because you're a filthy casual that's okay too
1: <laughs> or if it's something we haven't remembered or thought of even
0: yeah uh definitely let us know and check us out on twitter at at the comics pals and uh, I think that'll be it for us today. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next
1: week. Peace.